Hey, everybody. Welcome to Artifice Episode 7, my interview with comedian Marcus Hardy. Marcus has performed stand-up all over the country, both as a solo performer and with fellow comedian Guy Seidel in their musical impression show, Marcus and Guy. Marcus has also hosted and produced his own web series, Ghost Hopping, and is part of two successful podcasts, Dirt Pod and Area 52. In this episode, Marcus and I discuss the importance of always continuing to evolve as an artist, fearlessly working to develop your perspective, and then creating from within that perspective that's totally and uniquely yours. All right, here it comes. Sometimes art feels like magic, pure, visionary. And sometimes it's brought to you in part by focus groups and algorithms. And the makers of art are no different. We're creatives, sure, but we're also salespeople. We need imagination and imitation. We need deep, meaningful connections, but we also have to network. Yep, even if you're an introvert. And that's my point. Balancing vulnerability with veneer is tricky, and it's a struggle we don't often share. So let's share. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. This episode of Artifice is brought to you by Seedles. Seedles are rainbow bright balls of seed, compost, and clay that make growing wildflowers fun and easy. The team at Seedles wants to spread the word that growing wildflowers is the number one way to support bees. If you're anything like me, totally lacking a green thumb, you'll be glad to hear that Seedles has done the heavy lifting by designing their beautiful seed bombs to basically grow themselves. It's a gorgeously simple way to help our little pollinator buddies and work toward ensuring a sustainable food system for our future. Head to growtherainbow.com to see which Seedles will work best where you live and use promo code ARTIFICE, that's all caps, A-R-T-I-F-I-C-E, for lucky 13% off your purchase today. To talk about just like your process, your thoughts about like creativity, sure, um, and also your hustle. Okay. So, um, you know, I was thinking this morning kind of about like what I wanted to ask you, and I think I'd like to start with just maybe I'd love to get an idea of like how you feel about um, like which parts of your career are art, or like do you feel like art is like the right word for it, or like. How do you feel about what you do in terms of like, you know, call, like feeling like an artist or... Are we just starting? Is there an intro or anything? This or is, this is it. it. This is it. I'm going to record an intro later. Okay. Yeah. Um, sweet. Uh, art, I don't know. I mean, what is it? You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's just it's whatever it's a, you think. Like, I, I think if you, if you want my personal opinion, I think when I think of art... Uh, the word art, I think of something that is is beautiful and well done and well crafted. Like a, like a, a piece of food can be a work of art. Sure. Or, you know, that picture, the, the painting of cactuses, that's yeah. an art piece. But like, would somebody come in and go, that's art? Like, yeah. it's, it's a painting of cactuses, right? Mm-hmm. So like, where does that lie? Yeah. When it comes to comedy, I don't know. I mean... I've, I mean, I've seen some well-crafted jokes, but I've never heard anybody go, that's a work of art. You know what I mean? Like, that'd yeah. be a silly thing to say about a joke. But I think that an, that a performer, a comic, can be an artist. Yeah. You know, in the way that they... I guess you can paint, you can create a, a flow in a show. I think there's that. I don't know that everybody does it, but yeah. I, I think calling it art is a little... Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I mean, I feel like we there are certain things that we, as a culture, would use... You. What do you need? I was just oh, um, 
I, I feel like there are things that like we as a culture would, would use that word for. Um, and I think, I think those of us that are in creative professions probably in general feel differently about it. Um, certainly like watching, you know, like a stand up set, like there's, I, I definitely feel like it's art. And like you said, it's, it's craft, you know? Um, yeah. But I mean, I, at the end of the day, I, I just think art's such a silly word for it, you know? Sure. Cause there's just, there's uh, I don't know. There's a, I, there's a pomp and circumstance to art sure, that, sure, that, sure. that I think comedy kind of is best when it's, it's, it's not, yeah, it's messy, I guess yeah. in a way, like, you know, the show you were at, there's people in the audience, there's things, there's things that mm-hmm. you kind of go this way and go that way. Totally. And I think that if you're too focused on the craft and the yeah. art, then you're missing out on the opportunity to just be you Definitely. like as an artist, right? Like, you know, I would assume that most, most, if, if any, if any comic compared themselves to an artist, it, it's kind of like a lot of it's like Pollock, right? You're just yeah. kind of throwing or, things at it. I feel like it's it like out. jazz, you know, there's like that improv element, which is like Some what comics. you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, well, even just in a, in a, in a small kind of way, like, you know, e- even if your, your set is pretty planned, you know, those little things where you're responding to like someone getting up to pee, you know, but that <laughs> right. kind of stuff is very like, I feel like the, the mind of a, of a, of a comic is, is probably operating kind of similarly to how jazz musicians work. There's like a, there's like a lightness in it, I think. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, it's, it's repetition and it's, it's, uh, you know, being prepared. So if you're doing an hour, like, and that's an interesting thing about a comic because you're, you're paid to fill time. Right. Right. So the time is yours to do with it as you will. So, um, if you're doing say 60 minutes, you're doing this, you're doing that. I typically plan in my head twice as much. Yeah. So I can kind of figure out what kind of, you know, what the audience is into and what they need me to be. So if I need to be a certain type of performer for them, or if I need to adjust my set, adjust my flow, uh, they're really feeling this type of music. It's this certain demographics. We can adjust that way. Um, I think that's what it is. And then it's, it's having done this, you know, that's the thing about comics that a lot of other people don't do. I don't think that there's really any other profession that practices publicly. Yeah. I mean, well, jazz musicians do like the jam session. You yeah, know, that's like the whole point of of that. Sure, but t- I mean, typically they're you know they have practiced for hours. He's he isn't picking up his clarinet and just going out and doing his practice by himself on stage. No, he shows up, and when he is, gets on stage for the jam session, the reason he can jam, same reason when I get on stage and something happens, I can jam is because I've practiced right. a thousand hours. Right. I've been on stage for 5,000 hours before uh, I was I was even considered myself mm. a comic. Mm. And so you look at it, and you kind of go, look, anything that I encounter, I've been there, I've done that, I've had this. You heckle me, I've dealt with you in some form or fashion. Yeah. Somebody's gotten up, this thing's happened. And we're aware of these things. And if you kind of just live in your element, then you can kind of figure out how uh, to deal with any situation yeah. uh, with with the proper response. Having it just takes time. Like, and also yeah. the open mic thing, you know, like we go to open mic. 
we take our jokes and we go, look, we had an idea. This has never been said before. We go out. There's an audience who's here to laugh and we try things in front of them for the very first time. And that's not something that anybody else does. You know, basketball players don't bring people in and go, hey, watch us miss all the shots till we're right. Watch, Watch us practice. Watch us mess up. Watch us not get the song right. Watch us not, you know, get the scene right. Whatever your art or your craft is, Mm -hmm. people usually don't see you fail. And that's what comics risk all the time is going out there and kind of have to trust your instincts that what you're doing is good but sure but it's always uh it's always it's always kind of a guess of what's going to actually work and it's the coming back to it again and again absolutely okay so now that i kind of just know i mean you know we're talking about art so that's why i kind of wanted to start with like just how how do you feel about like that word as Mm -hmm. it applies um but now now that we've talked about that um i'd love to go back and just talk about like you know kind of your 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 beginnings. Um, so, um, I'd love to know, uh, when you were like a child, how did creativity like play a part in your life? Like, were you doing other stuff or, uh, you know, when and how did you get into comedy or, and, or music? Um, yeah, I just love to know, like, you know, kind of how that was your creativity, like all over the place and sort of like focused itself or. Well, I, I, I mean, I think most, I think most kids are creative. Every kid's creative. Every sure. kid picks up a thing, and goes, "I'm a thing," and look at my. You right. know, I did that. Yeah. Um, you know, my my creativity manifests in the same way that I think every child's does. What I do think is that, I think that creatives, right? Yeah. What we do is is we don't allow ourselves to stop being creative, mm-hmm. and that's really all it is. Um, you know, uh, that's why a lot of these. Things like, you know, being in a band, being an actor, being a comic, being uh, really any anything. I, I mean, there's a, a number of things, professions you could name. But and they go, ah, it's not, it's not a real job. Get a real job. Yeah. Go do this thing, right? The real world. You're never going to be that thing. And while it is important to be realistic and to, you know, have, you know, other skills that you've learned in life, things like that, it, it's, it's, not, it's not wrong to keep focusing if you're very good at something you know to keep focusing your your uh your time on yeah, that if totally. you can do that and still pay your bills then that's that's great and if you have a support system around you a family or whatever i mean that's awesome too but like the fact is is that uh there's just a lot of people who get out of high school or get out of college and they took drama or they took band yeah. or they took this or they did that and it was like ah i got to i got to get i got to get a job you know totally. I gotta, and then they just they lose track of yeah. it and then that's what i see i go to open mic and i get these dudes in their 30s come up and go dude i want to i want to do comedy i always yeah. wanted to do it how do i do it just do it yeah you know and if we and if we'd never really stopped then you would have had all that time that you would have been doing something that you that you always wanted to do Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast is I feel like we've got like, you know, kind of these untold stories of, you know, it's easy to look at someone who's already put in like those thousands of hours and be like, you know, this just happened to you. Like, and kind of, it kind of looks like this is just a thing that the overnight success. Yeah. And of course, like, you know, we know that that's not at all what's, (laughs) what's happening and we're, we're wrestling with it and spending all of our free time. And like, you're thinking about it, you know, literally all the time I think you know even if you're not thinking about the exact thing you're kind of everything you see is kind of like well, your related perspective back. your perspective yeah. is is right as an artist you only have your perspective right like like that's and as comics we kind of are held 
specifically to being ourselves, like almost to a fault. Yeah. Because if you're compared to anybody else in the comedy business, mm. you're a hack. Right. You know, they, they go, oh, what a hack. He's trying to be that guy. Yeah. In other professions, it's great. Oh, yeah. my band sounds like these three bands. Mm. Right on. What a compliment. Not not in this. Oh, yeah. the new James Dean. He's the new Robert De Niro. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. What a great compliment. Um, somebody compares you to another comic, you might as well, you know, reinvent yourself or go get yeah. another job. So to me, it's like you have to live. I mean, comedy is that. Like my life is my muse. Yeah. I have to live right. literally looking at my life because that's what I write from. If yeah. something funny happens, I have to be able to not only experience it, but also mm. be able to experience it and then and then remember it and then be able to craft it and retell it in a way that everybody can relate to, whether they have that experience or not, because a joke really isn't about a joke. It's about an emotion. So you kind of have to boil that down yeah. and you have to do that pretty quickly. Yeah. And that's kind of how you have to kind of live in your perspective as an artist you know sure. if you are a painter you walk around and you look at things if you're a photo photographer you look around you go oh i want to take that shot look at mm -hmm. that angle yeah if you're a uh a, 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 you know a songwriter everything you hear is a yeah. melody oh well, well and i think you're you're experimenting too i mean and you're you you're gonna you're gonna try things that aren't gonna fail you know i'm sure people have this kind of thing with you too where they maybe are asking you like well how do you know if something's gonna work and you're like I don't know if it's gonna work I'm trying all the time and then eventually exactly I'm kind right. of I'm getting better at kind of maybe knowing what what I'm what what's gonna maybe be more likely to work exactly that's yeah. exactly right because you get your process becomes more efficient yeah right yeah but yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand that you know they'll go like well that I mean, it's just not easy for me to know what's going to be funny. And you're like, yeah, well, you gotta, you yeah, gotta work on do it. Do the time. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, um, did you, were you doing music before you were doing comedy or was it kind of like happening at the same time? I mean, like when you were like a teenager, you know, I, to be honest. Okay. So I did everything else before I did comedy. I didn't start doing comedy till I was in yeah. my late twenties. I'd love to know the story of like the pre-comedy. Well, I mean, I, you know, just because I, I agree with you and kind of my, my theory is that like creatives, as you say, like, I totally agree. All children are creative. Mm -hmm. So I love these stories of, you know, I think sometimes we look not we, but as a public, not you and me, you know, but, um, people like to look at children and be like, well, she doesn't seem that talented at this, right? you know? So I like to, I, I want to kind of dispel those myths. So, you know, uh, yeah, I'd love to know the story of like all the things you tried before you were doing comedy. <laughs> you know, just where yeah. where was your curiosity taking you? Well, I'd always, I mean, I've always been fascinated by, you know, I grew up loving film and loving uh, loving film and music. I was a big movie and music fan, had the collections of, of everything. I mean, I listened to everything, watched every movie, and I always, always fascinated by those mediums. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I, gosh, I watched everything and I always went after the things I liked, you know, there yeah. were things that like, um, when I was in high school, I, I joined a band for a brief time. What kind uh, of band? Just a cover band with some friends. Cool. Rock, played yeah. like whatever, you know, it's just silly stuff. I don't know. I think we did. And you were maybe, playing keys? No, I never played anything. You were singing? Just singing. Cool. I don't have no musical talent whatsoever. Uh, that, um, well, that's not true. Oh, I, I'm a good mimic. I believe that. But I couldn't read a note or tell you what a, what an you A just, was. You're, you're, uh, you're, I, I say this sometimes to people who say what you're saying. You're like fluent, but illiterate. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I can hear music and I can understand what tones I need to make yeah. with my voice. You just can't read and write. I couldn't tell you anything yeah, about that fine. process. That's, that's fine. But, you know, so I, I always loved that. And so I, I would try things. I uh, got in a band in high school. After high school, I got, I, I started auditioning for stuff. I did a movie, like I did a, a movie out of high school. And then I kind of did some other stuff. I wanted to be an actor for a little while. Where are you from? Here. You're from here? Yeah, okay. I grew up here. In, 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 South, in Yeah, West Jordan, actually. Cool. Um, and then um, I, I wanted to move to L.A. for a little bit. I thought I was going to be an actor. That yeah. didn't pan out. And then I, I, I just, what did I do? In my, in my early 20s, I went to a professional wrestling school, and uh, I did that. I, I, I did that for about three years. Cool. And then um, that led to, gosh, and then I just started getting jobs because yeah. I was in my 20s, and I just, just needed hustling. to work. Yeah, you're just kidding. But then it was like I started, so I would work for places, and they would always have me do because I was always do voices and do little silly yeah. stuff I was always kind of doing stuff that I never really thought was a marketable skill which yeah. is fascinating because though I did literally everything else that didn't pay me until I said you know what maybe this stupid thing I do I could make money mm -hmm. at this mm. and this is a this is a thing if you're listening to this that stupid thing you do is something you can make money at totally and I, it was just things. I would just do people's impress. I would impre do impressions at parties or my, my work would be like, Hey, um, you know, kids at work would be like, Hey, this next customer, do it as this guy or do it mm -hmm. as that guy. Answer the phone as this or whatever. And they always thought it was funny. Then I started working for PC laptops years ago. Okay. And, um, my buddy worked there at the time. And so I started doing the radio ads and I started doing voice over work. And then, um, that got me in with radio DJs. How old were you about this time? Mid twenties. Okay. Uh, and I started doing like radio work. So I would go hang out with DJs. I went and hung out with like Mick and Allen on K bear cool. and I would hang out on the radio and just do voices mm -hmm. and stuff. You know, cool. um, I was also in a band for a little bit in the, in the early two thousands. So I'd always kind of done the same things, yeah. right? Like I'd always kind of done things that involved either acting or involved music yeah. or involved uh, performing. Being funny. I mean like lots of types of performance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have, a, I have a question. Um, when you were like, you know, around the time that you're like graduating from high school, mm -hmm. um, were you thinking at that point, like I'm going to pursue performing as a career? Oh yeah. I got it. I literally, I, I went to an audition the week of graduation, went on school ended, went on a trip. And because this was the old days where you just had phones and yeah. no, you didn't have stuff. <laughs> yeah. I got home to my phone literally ringing and they're going, Hey, Hey, where have you been? You got the part. And I, wow. so I had, I thought this was it. I mean, I was making money. I got paid. Yeah. Like I got paid cause I was in the movie. Yeah. And so I, I mean, I, it got me enough to buy a car. I'm like, I'm going to be an actor. Yeah. My first movie, I got paid. And then you realize it's not, it's not every time. And you yeah. realize it's not all, you mm -hmm. know, that those are kind of pipe dreams. And there's more to even that craft, right? Yeah. There's like, there's the classes oh, you got to take and the things yeah. you got to do and the people you got to know and the network you got to build. And it's, it, every once in a while there's dumb luck, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can, I consider some of the things in my life, um, dumb luck. But the thing about dumb luck is that if it happens to you when you're unprepared, oh, yeah. it, it can, it can well, mess I you up. I talk about this with people all the time. Like, you know, you're, you're doing everything you can to like get your skills together and, you know, be as prepared as possible. And, and that's when those like, 
when when you have that dumb luck opportunity come your way, you got to be prepared. You do. Or it's it's not luck at all. It's just it's and it can also, you know, like you I think you were maybe about to say you if you t- if you take that dumb luck and you're not ready, it can tank you. Yeah, yeah, it's the opposite. It, it, I saw that happen. There were some people, you know. I mean, throughout my, like, like you know, the day that I was, I got my last comic standing audition. I did not know that was going to happen that day. Mm. I did not know, but I had built myself up, so I knew. Okay, if I accept this, I okay, I can think about this, and then okay, well, mm-hmm. if I keep moving, how much do I really have? Do I have enough material? Can I get it through a show? Do I have enough things that I could break down? 10 sections of a show into multiple three minute sets. If I need to, you know, you have to start thinking like this, you, yeah. you kind of, you know, have to plan. Yeah. And, and I mean, every part yeah. of my career has always been like that. Yeah. So, um, so oh, yeah. just going back. Um, so was there ever a time when you felt like you had to kind of like, when you were maybe wrestling with this decision of like, do I need a real job? Um, oh, yeah. so I'd love to, know, I'd love to hear that story. Like, well, I mean, it's not, well, it's an ongoing thing, right? Like, yes. like there's no, but there's I mean, no guarantee th- in this business. You, I mean, any creative person knows, like if yeah. you, if you go and you go to your work and you, boy, you clean those counters, you bust your butt and then you do everything and you stay after, mm-hmm. chances are they're going to get noticed. Chances are yeah. you're going to move up. Yeah. You can spend every day of your life in a comedy club, every sure. time on stage, everybody. Yeah. I know dudes who have been hustling for, for 15 years, yeah. just like me. And guess what? They never got TV and they're yeah. still doing it. There's no guarantee that as hard as they're working, anything's totally. ever going to pay off. You just have to put in the work so that the day yeah. that it does, hopefully it does. Totally. And then you kind of have to keep like reinventing yourself. But there's always that. There's times even now where it's like, you know, I'm on the road for three yeah. weeks. I come back. We don't have anything for a month. Yeah. And I go, okay, oh, well, now I, what? Yeah, I know that feeling too. Um, but yeah, I think I just want to know like maybe the, the first time, like, you know, when you're, you're young and you're kind of in this place where maybe, you know, again, I just, I, I feel like, you know, you have so many people maybe, maybe it stops happening eventually, but saying things to you like, you know, well, what do you do? What do you do for work? Like what's your real job? Um, and I, and I, and I just, I hate it. I'm so sick of it because (laughs) we're all just, you know, maybe our jobs are not, uh, regular, but, but we've been doing them, you know, like you've been doing it for years and years and years. Um, so I think I'm wondering like when you're, what's maybe, what's the thing that helps like a young person kind of go like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give it all I've got. And I'm just, I, I want that story. So what was going on with you? I mean, I don't know. I, I've never really been like, I mean, I, that's the thing is like, I look back on it and you, you, it wasn't like this thing, like the rock where I'm like, I had $7 in my pocket yeah. and it's, whatever. Sure. Like, I mean, well, but people I was, love I that had, story, but it's not real. You know, that's it, why I'm asking. It's, it's glorified. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, yeah, I had no money when I was on last comic standing, I was on a national te- television show. We were, um, we were on there every week and we got an after a rate for being featured on the show, a couple hundred bucks, but we didn't get paid to be on the show. Mm-hmm. The only person who got paid was the winner. Mm-hmm. And then if you made it to the top five, you got, uh, you were able to go on the tour, which yeah. was paid. And, and so, I mean, I knew I was in the top five, so I knew I was going to go on the tour and I knew things were going to get better. And I knew that, you know, I mean, my, I had watched my MySpace friends go up by the thousands yeah. and I, you know, back in the MySpace when, days. So when, how old were you when you were on Last Comic Standing? Well, what was it? It was 10 years ago. So I'd have been 32. Okay. And, uh, and so I knew that was, I knew that my, that life was going to change, but the day I was heading back 
to go film the finale because we'd filmed all of the all of the pre-tape stuff and we were going back to do the live part my car got repossessed because mm. i because i was so yeah. broke so i literally had no money i was on a television yeah. show and i w- my car got repossessed before i had to go back and be on this show that i eventually took second place on and it changed my life yeah so it's not really like you know, I mean, I have, you know, there's other stories and, yeah. and other struggles, but those are the things that anybody goes through. And I think totally. that like, when you really look back <laughs> as, as, as poetic as it sounds like, you know, boy, I, my car was getting yeah. repositioned. Well, I want the boring story. But that shit doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, yeah. that what matters is that like, you know, from, from, from the day I discovered comedy, I was in a comedy club every night, whether I was opening or not. I sat in, I listened, I paid attention. I sat in a room with comics who were better than me. I opened for comics who were better than me. I followed comics who were better than me. I, I learned that steel sharpened steel and I spent hours and hours and hours and hours just sitting and absorbing. And it's that definitely practice that, that, uh, it's kind of just it's almost like a stubborn determination. Like I'm just going to keep working on it. Does well, it feel that way to you? I don't, I, I, I mean, you kind of go, what's the, what's the alternative? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the alternative? Well, I mean, of I think this is hard. what I'm wondering, you know, when you're, when you're 17, there's definitely an alternative and it's like, when you you're know, 17, but that's what I'm wondering. So like <laughs> what's going on in, in the mind of like, you know, before you, you do the movie, like, are are you and I mean the answer can just be no, but like are you having a thought that's like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. Or I to be honest, it was I, just, I don't it was what the thing was. It was twenty I don't even know. Yeah. I have no idea what I was thinking. I don't I have you were no just, concept you were just of what kind it was of like going as, forward. I, I just remember it, that pretty much everything before the age of twenty five, you're stupid. <laughs> I, you know, uh, like all you kids out there think, you know, and you do, and you have these things and you're educated about things. But the fact of the matter is, is that until you have a good third or, or, you know, third or whatever, I guess 25 is probably a third of most people's lives right around, but until you have a good third of your life out of the way, you have no idea because your only perspective at 18 Mm -hmm. is being like every 10 years is crazy. So when you're 18, the only perspective you have is being eight. So of course life's different. Of course I'm a grown up because eight, 10 years ago, I yeah. was a kid, right? I yeah. was, I was literally a child. And from 18 to 28, of course you go, well, pff, man, what growth I've had. Look at me. Yeah. I'm 28 now. And boy, I'm so much more grown than when I was 18. Be 40, be 40. And be, be late, be some age that you can look back on and you, where you can go, I've been an adult for X amount of years. And mm-hmm. in my adulthood, I have had this growth and that's where growth happens. That's sure. where real sustainable growth happens. Now there's a lot of people and there's a lot of, of other ways. I came up in a different era. There's ways now where kids can literally sit on their computer and play video games and make a million dollars a year because of Twitch or whatever that is. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I I've just heard the term, heard but there's a th- streaming cer- where you can just People just watch each other play video games and you can literally sit oh, at home, make hundreds of thousands no, I of do video. Know about that. Actually, my dad's, my dad's ex-girlfriend's son is, he does that for like his living. It's crazy. Um, okay. So, so when know. you were talking about, uh, there's another thing that I, that I, I find is, is sort of a trend, which is we have like financial success. That's like a thing. And then we have like kind of the social success and like the followers and fans and things. And, and I, and I, I like to talk about how those things are not 
often or always, you know, the same. So when you're in, when you're finishing up last comic standing and you're seeing like more and more follows or, um, you know, you're, you're, you're having a lot more like notoriety, but you know that you're, you're not having a lot of money in the bank. Um, do you have any thoughts about like how you, um, or, or advice or, you know, just anything about how you balance like your actual, like, you know, your financial success with like the, the other thing. (laughs) You know what? None of it's real. I mean, that's the thing is that like, it's all fleeting. Um, how many followers you have doesn't matter how many this, it doesn't matter. All that matters is longevity. And that takes you being honest about who you are and changing as you change and, and doing it in a way that allows your fan base to grow with you. Right? Like there's a great saying that it's better to have a classic song than a hit song. Mm. Um, you know, Uptown Funk is a hit song, but I'm not going to want to hear it in 40 years, right? Bohemian Rhapsody, that's a classic song. Mm. I can hear that song. And guess what? That wasn't a hit song when it came out, Yeah. right? So I would much rather have longevity and resonance in my career than um, to be it. Nobody wants to be it. Um, You know, all of that stuff, and and I think people get caught up in, in how many followers they have or how many views they get or what this or that or the other. But like, I mean... One never equals the other. Also, money doesn't equal longevity. I don't know how right. many young yeah. people today blow up in their That's 20s. That's kind of my point, which is like, you know, again, just, I mean, I kind of am interested in like what, you know, what is success in these businesses that we're in that are so like non-linear? Years. That's success. If you if you can do something, you know, and, and, and honestly, it's crazy because when you're a kid, you go, oh my God, could you imagine working at the same firm for 35, mm-hmm. 40 years and retiring? And then you get to be 40 or whatever and you you go, geez, how dope would it be to have like, and I don't want to work at, at Burger King for 20 years, mm. right? But to have 20 years of experience in, in something, um, that's something to be said. When you have 40 years, when you look at a comic or an actor that has a 40 or 50 year career, that's success. Yeah. Right? So you feel like the success is just the they've been able to keep doing it, which maybe is saying something about both. Like presumably they have enough money that they are able to keep generating more content. They just, you know, they're they're not having to get, you know, that day job or, or whatever. Um, and they have enough fans that they're able to keep doing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. and but they also have the 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 state, you know, the presence of mind to evolve and to grow yeah, and to realize key, that they're not creative. just yeah. You know, it's like uh it, it you know, if you see a an actor, right? And for a certain part of their career, they're always playing the heartthrob. Mm. And then there's yeah. some people who keep trying to play the heartthrob yeah, yeah, a little yeah. too long and you go get out of here. Yeah. But then there's other people who are like, oh, I like don't have Matthew to Matthew McConaughey is a great example of that. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Um, I used to like hate all of his movies, like every rom-com. I'm like, oh, barf. And then there he, he started, again, I saw him thing, in a Mud. Oh, and he's so creepy. And I was and, like, what is this Matthew McConaughey? Yep. And <laughs> I'll he take plays more a of that really guy. good creep. And when yeah. you get people like that, you know, Jared Leto's good at, yeah. at, at, at that, you know, uh, yeah. there's certain people who just can access that part of themselves and act and understand and diversify. Well, and and those are, those are things that, that touches on what you were saying before of like, you know, who, who are you when you're, when you're, when you're 18 and when you're 25 and, you know, in retrospect, maybe you all, maybe the older you get, you keep kind of updating that number. And maybe when when you're 60, you'll be like, I was an it's idiot true. when I was 40. How, um, I don't, I don't know how many times I've been on stage and I'll say something about age and it's like, you know, 
uh, I'll say something about being 40 and if somebody who's 55 will go, oh, kid. And you go, yeah. And then somebody who's 75 goes, shut up, 55. You know, yeah. but that's the thing is it's like that. Just, it's perspective. Yeah. And I think that you have to get to a certain age before, like I, like I say, you, you can look back on who you were with mm. enough distance between mm. you and mm. your, your, you, in within adulthood. And then you can also kind of see who you're going to be. Cause at 20, you sure. can't imagine being 65. Well, that's why I think I, I want to ask about like, you know, the evolution from then to now, just because like I said, I feel like a lot of people, they only want to look at who you are right now. Sure. Um, and I think it's interesting to talk about, like, I, I like the conversation of like, you know, when I was, when I was, when I was 18 and I was moving out of my parents' house or whatever, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was worried about it. I wasn't sure if it was going to work, but I just kind of did it. You know, I think people like to maybe assume that whatever confidence you have now you had then. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in those stories of like, where were we like, where were we scared about stuff or, or were we just not thinking about it? Was it kind I think of the just things like, that we're ultimately good at are the things that we're not scared of. I've never been scared you know, to get I a mic in my hand. I and, totally agree with you. And I think what you were saying before about like, you know, this funny thing you do with, with voices, uh, you know, you think like this is the one thing that's not going to make money and then it ends up being, I, I, I totally agree. Like the thing that just feels like it's so in your gut, Mm -hmm. uh, the thing that you just think like, this is so easy for me. Like, how can it be valuable? Mm -hmm. It's often like the thing right. that you need to be doing. I yeah, totally it's, agree. It's just like, I think that you kind of, <laughs> there's just things about your personality that you can't deny, right? Like you kind of go, you know, he was always a funny person or he was mm -hmm. always super artistic or that person could always, you know, was always fascinated by this. Like there's like, you kind of have to just listen to yourself, mm -hmm. um, pay attention to your, to your, to yourself and your path. I think that there's, you know, but also you got to be realistic. You got to know who you are, but you also got to know who you aren't. Those yeah. people who are like, I'm going to be a singer. You can't sing. Yeah. I'm going to be famous singer. Just look, your voice is terrible or, you, yeah. you know, look, and if, or if you've, if you've put something in and you're just not getting better at it, yeah. you know, or like the thing I think I see happening a lot is like, you know, maybe there, maybe there's someone who's, who's talented in some kind of way, but they've got all their eggs in one basket in a way that I'm just like, you cannot put all of your plans in like something that's just in this weird moment. Like you need longevity. You need like, you need to always be like, you know, putting feelers out in new directions. Well, tr or pushing your pushing who you are as a person. Yeah. Like, like there's a million things that fascinate me and there's a million things that I've put my time and effort into like uh, comedy, our music show, uh, you know, ghost hunting, which I've made a show about. I've made multiple videos. Uh, I've made, um, I like doing weird face swap pictures. I do that all the time. Uh, I've, you know, I work, I'm a creative coach, um, and business, business coach. I help multiple companies reimagine the way they, they look at their brands, the way they present themselves. I help public speakers. Mm -hmm. I do, I, I, yeah. you know, I you're speak, hustling and I you've, do you've all sorts of things. Your hands in all kinds of pies. Well, and it's all stems from the idea that, you know, like you said, a creative can be creative. I yeah. love multiple things. And so for me, sharpening my creative wit and my creative edge is, uh, it just helps me kind of in totally. all of the things that I want to do and then bring myself to all of the things that I create. Absolutely. And then even just in like a big picture kind of a way, like being creative about your business, you know, being creative about like how you structure your career and kind of thinking creatively. Nobody, nobody, that's a, that's the thing about creativity. And I talk to so many companies when I do, you know, when they'll hire me or whatever. And it's, you know, they're just, it's, it's, 
if a if a comedian looked at his material, because let's say everybody's so fascinating about content. What's your content? What's content? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about my content. And you go, okay, well, if I got up on stage and I said, what are my jokes? Got to tell my jokes. Here's my jokes. I mean, it's about my jokes. Rather than making it about anything else, yeah. you would miss the point of why you're doing mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. People miss the, the opportunity to find those funny moments or find those connective tissues between their you know, the humanity in their product. I I've talked mm-hmm. to people who will go up and they'll be on stage. and be like, there's nothing exciting about what I do. Well, what do you do? Well, I'm a surgeon and I work on shoulders and elbows and you've never had a funny story. No, I've had a funny story. So tell me a funny story. Tell me five funny stories. Great. Have you ever told those in your presentation? No. Why? Well, because nobody, else. look, that's what life is. Mm-hmm. It's taking the mundane and finding the yeah. funny in it. Finding like finding that human element. It's what I do. I sure. just every every comic is talking about their wife or their kids or their this or their that or the I was at the bank. It's the most boring yeah. thing in the world, and they turn it into a joke. So that's what that's what this is 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 looking at the mundane, looking at the things that aren't inherently funny, and yeah. finding the funny mm-hmm. in that. Because mm-hmm. everything else is just it's just cheap. You know, you can say booger to a three year old kid. It doesn't make you a comic. Mm-hmm. It just means you can. It's a silly word. Yeah. So you know, looking at something that is crafted and, and structured to be funny, structured to be memorable, structured to resonate. Mm. Um, those things are, those things are very well thought out. You know, there's a reason you can think of a jingle from the 1980s and I can still hear it and I can still sing it and I can, takes me to the everything. Design. Um, okay. So will you just give me like, I don't know, whatever bullet points you think are important between, uh, like, last comic standing and now like kind of what's what's the story of like your uh, career you know it was to where it is now well you know that's the, i will i will tell you this story here's a good story for you let's hear it um so when i was on last comic uh i started off and i went to audition now i had just won uh, the Seattle comedy competition, which was a month long competition up in Washington, which was kind of a, a big deal, but it wasn't getting me bookings. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't getting me, you know, more clubs interested. And I knew I could headline. I knew I was funny. I knew I had time. I just still, I was green. I was only mm-hmm. in the business about three years. Okay. I had done other things, which had prepared me to be able yeah. to own stages. I'd been yeah. in bands. I'd done other wrestling, which uh, it taught me how to be a performer. Sure. But I, I just, I didn't have the time. Um, which again, at the time I didn't understand because yeah. there was no perspective right. on it. So when I went to my audition, um, I wanted to go in there and prove I was a comic. So I went in there and I, I auditioned with just straight humor, uh, both times. And they kind of said, well, but, but don't you do voices? And I mm. said, yeah. And they said, oh, do that. And so I just rattled off some impressions. They went, that's funny. If you come back tonight you and do that, you can come back. And I said, okay. Mm. So I came back and I did of just a straight impression set. It was, it wasn't even really jokes. It was kind of just like the voices and there were some things and I did, I, I kind of wrote some stuff on the fly cause I knew what they wanted and I got through, it went over really well. And so, you know, cause I kind of realized halfway through this, they kept interviewing me and I, for these packages that they were due to, to kind of introduce comics. And I realized right up front, um, that this wasn't about me. This wasn't a talent competition. It was a cast. Right. And yeah. a kid with tattoos from Salt Lake City who does impressions makes good TV. Mm. Yeah. So, so I knew that. But I knew going into the semifinals that I had a chance to go home. So I thought, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do a set with no voices no impressions. in it. Because that way, yeah. I don't want people to think I'm a one-trick pony. Yeah. So I went out there and I 
and the package was all about me doing voices. Yeah. So I'm sitting back there. I can see the package and I hear, I'm hearing it play. I go out there. I do my set. I get done. And the two judges who were there go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very funny. Thank you. And, and I had gotten a standing ovation for my set. Yeah. And I thought it was great. And then they go, yeah, but you know, you didn't, it, it says you do impressions. You didn't do any. Yeah. So I just hurried and thought of the quickest, most easy to yeah. recognize impression. Mm -hmm. So I did Christopher Walken and I just did it real quick. I made a line to him and I got a second standing ovation. Now, I think because of that, you know, it kind of set a tone that like that I was, I was somebody that yeah. had, had, had De a like bag, had a, had a deep yeah. bag full yeah. of comedy. And, and so nobody ever challenged me on the show. Yeah. And I just kind of went all the way to the, to the top five and I ended up, it was really nice. But that night later on, um, as I was walking back to my hotel, I was like elated. I'd made it through. I was going to go to the house and I was on the show. Like I knew my life was going to change. And one of the producers rolled by in a, in a golf cart and they were like, Hey, uh, good set tonight, but next time do your voices. Mm. And I went, <laughs> you know, kind of, all right. Yeah. yeah, sure. And they went, no, do your voices next time. So I was like, Oh shit. Well, that's what they want. Okay. And that's exactly what happened. I got into the house and every time they would interview me, they would have me do my interview, but then they'd go do it as Adam Sandler, do it as Christopher Walken, mm. do it as this person, do it as that person. And that's, so when the show aired, that's all they ever showed yeah. was Marcus doing the same three impressions over and over again. And I got beat up online. Yeah. People hated me, hated me. I read the message boards. People hated it. Hey, like, I hope this dude, uh, you know, gets kicked off. The one guy said I, he hoped I died before the second episode so he wouldn't have to hear any more of my shitty impressions. Oh my gosh. So I listened to this. You know, when I went through the show and then when I got off the show, everything that I did on TV, I said, I'm not going to do that live anymore because it was on TV. Anybody that's going to come see me, watch the show. So I got rid of all those jokes and I just started writing and I didn't do impressions. Yeah. I didn't do impressions in my act for almost four years because people said that yeah. it was dumb. Mm -hmm. And that's the stupidest thing that I could have done because mm -hmm. I spent four years not doing something I was good at because yeah. people had something to mm -hmm. say about it. Yeah. So that way, it was funny because I did a whole bunch of stand-up and about five years after Last Comic, I got really just bored. I was like, I don't want to, this is, I'm I'm just standing up here for an hour every time. It's just boring. Yeah. And me and Guy, who have been friends for 10 years, he I met him in when I was on break yeah. from Last Comic Standing, actually. And right. he... You told that story. I mean, you can tell it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and uh, on stage, yeah. And that's yeah. kind of how it happened. I was there the very first time he did comedy. So he went on the road with me, and that's kind of how the music show yeah, began. that's great. Because we would just kind of... He was a guitar player. I had been a singer, and we just would kind of do this. Yeah. And so five years... About five years ago, I decided, you know, or we decided, let's start working on this idea for a musical impression show. I want to do impressions again, but I want to do them in a way that nobody else is doing it. Yeah. So we wrote this and it kind of just grew and grew. And, you know, we realized um, after we'd been doing it for about a year that we had a show that we could accidentally do 100% clean. Mm. And so that led us into the corporate world, corporate, yeah. which is Basically, all we do now yeah. is private and corporate events. We rarely do live shows. It's like we yeah. do maybe three or four a year. Mm. And um, the rest is just these these events. And that led to meeting a bunch of people in that world, which led to coaching, which led to speaking yeah. you know, at these events. And so it's just kind of opened up this whole new yeah. aspect. And it's like, I think that's kind of a thing is that, you know, 
a lot of times within certain careers, you you don't get an opportunity every five years to kind of look at what you do from a new angle. Yeah. You don't go to, oh, I'm a lawyer, but how can I be a lawyer differently? Yeah. Right? I mean, maybe some people can. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a lawyer. But for me, I can go, well, okay, listen, I hope you guys trust me enough to let us sing at you for yeah. an hour. And if you do, it's probably going to be funnier than what we just did. So, And then it started becoming that people only wanted the music show. And then mm. it, it would just... It's it's fascinating how like all of the things I tended to resist because to me they were just what I do. And this is I, I released this I, I put a video up the other day that kind of talks about this. And I think it's it's fascinating is that when we do something, we tend to think that we just do it. Right. right? Like I, I just I just do voices. I just tell you yeah. I'm just a comedian. Yeah. I just do a podcast. Yeah. Um I've had people say to me, I'm just a doctor. Oh, I just I just do this. And then they tell me some yeah. fascinating story. Yeah. And you go, well, you know, that's, that's where we, that's where I think we as human beings need to get past that because all of those things that we just do, I'm just, I just cook. Yeah. No, maybe you're awesome at it. And maybe if you spent years at it and, and hours and, and, and dedicated that time and you really put it, put in the effort, that could be something that you could do and get paid to do that yeah. you would become good enough at it or well known enough for it that people would come to you for that. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm proof of that. I've done this for long enough and there's been feasts, there's been famine, there's been times when I've made money hand over fist and there's been months when it's been like, yeah. hey, we're eating macaroni mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Because like, you know, you do that. You dedicate yourself to it and you go through the, the trip. Yeah, I my, my career's the same way. Um, uh, so nowadays, um, you're, you're, you're spending, you know, presumably like, some time always being creative, like think, you know, thinking about, you know, like negotiating your boredom, like thinking of new <laughs> stuff. Um, how, or does your, um, does your like business or your, your, your money-making process ever like interfere with like your creative goals? And if so, so never. It's always... No, I don't think so. Because the thing is, is that like, to me in my job, right? Like, how often am I really making money? Well, it depends on how you look at it. The time that I'm actually getting paid to, like I'm not doing a show every minute of every day. Most of the shows that I do are, are on a weekend or right. they're once a week and then yeah. I'm home. So what do I do with all of the rest of my time? Um, I need to, to do something to keep my mind going, mm -hmm. but I also need to do something that keeps the identity of who I am. Your going. like brand. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. As a comic, yeah. I'm my, I am my own brand. Yeah. Right. So like if I don't, if, if I don't have a show, okay, say I don't have a show in, in the Salt Lake area, but I've got, you know, 2000 fans online from Salt Lake that I yeah. that can interact with every day. Then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put stuff on my Facebook. I'm going to put stuff on my Instagram. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, do this. We're going to release, you know, if I'm home for a little while, we'll try to get a podcast recorded. Sure. Um, maybe I can make a video. Maybe I can do something that, that keeps me in right. their minds, but also keeps me creative and lets me go, you know, today I wanted to work on some, some face swaps. So I sure. did some cool face swaps and I'm, I'm, you know, those are things that like I like to do. And then it just puts right. it out, starts a conversation or whatever. I mean, nobody is doing everything they can do. Absolutely. So am I hearing you right that like, is this kind of right that maybe just the way you see it or the way you see it now, your like money making process and your like creative brand is they're not maybe like directly related. Like you well, focus on Well, people hire them. the brand. Right. Right. But, like, but it's not like a... 
It's maybe like you work on one and then it kind of like leads to the other. Right. Does it feel like that to you? Well, I think that you become like, you become more realized as, um, yeah. as a person, which then would ultimately, I guess, tie back into making you be more realized as an artist, sure. right? Like if you look at, um, the progression of an actor or a songwriter and you go, you know, look at how, how much more uh, they've grown, look how they've developed, look at how um, somebody like Pink went from like mm. super pop mm. music to being yeah. an anthemic yeah. uh, voice. She's an of, icon, of, of, yeah. Of, she's uh, yeah. kind of a, uh, she's a, amazing. a woman power icon. Exactly, yeah. this, this voice of power. And so you can kind of, you know, that comes from just you growing and and... Sure. And being truthful, because I think people can see through BS, right? Yeah, like they yeah, can yeah. see through that. And so Absolutely. like if we're honest about who we are, and especially in today's world, like there's there's room for honesty. You know, we can post pictures of ourselves and aren't airbrush. We can yeah. we can um just here's a video of me doing this or yeah. here's this. And it feels like we're we're it's a little more intimate because we're yeah. we're opening ourselves up um via the social media to to you know, it shouldn't just all be how, how cool your life is, right? Yeah. Like not everything needs to be yeah, the, well, the people, I'm in Bali I today. I think that's crazy. Want, or I think a lot of people want that kind of vulnerability. Yeah, so another that's what thing, comedy is. Another thing I, I like to talk about with people, and I I'm, I'm, was really looking forward to talking about this with you. Um, I like to talk about, you know, I think a lot of performers, um, you know, they have like their, their self that's like, you know, maybe who, who they are. And then they have their, like their stage self. And a lot, of, I think for a lot of us, it's really close. Maybe sometimes it's exactly the same. And I just, I'd love to know, like, uh, you know, just how you feel about that. Sure. Or what, how do you kind of negotiate maybe if there are any parts you, you kind of keep to yourself or does it depend on the audience or. I'm, a, I mean, I'm a pretty open book. I don't, there's nothing that I necessarily hide, but there's also nothing that I like. There's certain parts of my life like I'm not gonna just bring them up because they're yeah because like I have things to talk about. Yeah. Like I bring up my material. I br- sure. we do the show we do, um, but no, there's a there's definitely a difference. Yeah. Nobody in my life calls me Marcus off stage. Mm. Mark is Everyone calls every you Mark. And so you know, if my wife ever called me Marcus, it would be the grossest You'd thing I'd like, ever hear. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's disgusting. Don't yeah. like. And I mean. You know, I think when you're on stage, everything's kind of more amplified, Um, especially when when Guy and I uh, do our thing, because um, he he's less of a straight man in real life than he plays on stage. Yeah. He's a very personable and 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 and, uh, but on stage, he he'll 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 sit there in silence and kill you with a look. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I'm very turned up. I play kind of like the silly, ridiculous kind of over the top stoner persona. But um in real life, I mean, this is, uh, I'm pretty much this guy. Yeah. And I can be more animated, right? Like yeah. we can access those parts of ourselves. But I think on stage, it's just like that kind of slightly exaggerated yeah. version of ourselves. But it still, it still needs to, uh, it still needs to come from you. But there's a freedom yeah. in, in the stage version of yourself Absolutely. and being able to access that. I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, um, this is, this is like dark, but uh, my mom died a year ago today. Uh, and, uh, and the, the day she died, I had a wedding gig. Um, she died like during my wedding gig. And so I'm like, you know, performing, I'm singing for like, you know, five hours at this wedding. Um, and you know, in a lot of ways, like I, like I, it, there were things about that that were crappy, obviously, but you know, in a lot of ways, I really, 
I couldn't have picked like a better way for that to go down. Cause I, I was like in this, like, I could kind of go into like that thing that I do on stage and it doesn't feel forced or like fake or anything. It just felt like this is, this is me. It's just a certain kind of me. Right. No, that's a hundred percent. I think as, as act as, as performers, right? Like, one of our gifts, and I think this is something that creatives are very good at, is we're able to access emotion and access um, how, like, and we can also read it, right? So, like, for me, um, I could have, like, a, a crap day, be super tired, get yeah. off a plane, be exhausted, but the minute I grab a mic in my hand, there's just something that right. that does it. Yeah. You know, my wife's a professional wrestler. She talks about that all the time. She can be just nervous, click. and the minute she steps onto that step, she's in character. She, yeah. the minute she or comes through that you're screen. you're sick, or, yeah. Yeah, I've done, I mean, we've done stuff, felt like garbage, done out, went out there and done, uh, done shows, and you just, you'd never let them see it. Yeah. Because you have to go out there and you got to realize, man, like I'm not the same person to everybody in my life. Like yeah. I'm, I'm able to, to access, you know, and be different, different yeah. versions of myself to the different people in my life. Yeah. Not versions, but like, I no, don't, I, the way I that I'm, the, the way that I'm with guy when we're practicing isn't necessarily the way that I am with my wife. Um, yeah, it's almost, it's more like a filter maybe like, yeah, exactly. you know, there's, there's like, like I don't all curse of around you. my parents. Yeah. There's like, there's like all of you, there's like everything. Sure. And for this situation, like these colors come through. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like those, that ability to do that and that ability to access that stage version and access that emotion and be able to go, you know, despite what is yeah. happening in my life, even if it's the, the, one of the biggest things that could happen, mm. I, I, am here and I'm present and I'm yeah it made me like I I mean I guess I'd felt that before but it was such a weirdly dramatic thing that I just thought like this is really this is uh great that like in this moment that like is kind of tragic I'm here with all these people on their favorite day of their lives and you know we're jumping into like this this feeling and this kind of I don't know vibe that's like so great and I'm and I'm not feeling like I'm lying like I'm Mm-mm. I'm totally authentic in that moment I'm like genuinely like happy um and I and I feel like that's it's it's a really special kind of a cool thing I think that that performing creatives do that's like it's kind of like a cool human thing I, you know, I've I've said this before to people, you know, that a comic's job is to stand on stage in the dark and make a room full of strangers who have nothing in common have an emotional response on command mm. every few seconds. Yeah. I need to know that I'm going to make you laugh and then this laugh's going to last this long and then yeah. I'm going to hit you with this laugh and then I'm going to laugh. It's, there's a rhythm to it and the yeah. rhythm is the rhythm is them. The rhythm is reading that energy. The rhythm is being able to immerse yourself yeah. in that feeling of that room, the vibe, as you yeah. say. And then, you know, we've all been to a place as an audience member where everybody yeah. was in the moment. The great thing about the person on stage is if they're able to read that moment and guide and build. Absolutely. And whether you're singing, whether you're this, whether you're that... It, it doesn't matter that live interaction, that connecting between humans. Cause that's yeah. really what a joke is. It's not a, you know, every joke isn't a joke. It's an emotion. I right. said that before. Cause yeah. like 
even if you don't under, even if you're not married or you're not this, you're not that, you can understand right. the embarrassment or the awkwardness. I feel the, the same way or, about lyrics. It's like we're telling these stories, but like you know, I, I say to my students like the the breadth of human experience is infinite. Like none of us have the exact same experiences, but the breadth of human emotion is like pretty small. Like mm-hmm. we all are kind of feeling the same stuff. So like yeah. you're using this medium. That's a good. You know, that's a wow. That's you're cool. meeting in the middle in this feeling that you totally know. Yeah. Like I, I feel the same way about lyrics. Mm. And and I also think like that weird moment. Like I love talking about it with people because I think some of us experience it the same. But for me, it's like it's like this beautiful moment where like. I'm simultaneously like, I feel like sort of dissolved. Like Mm -hmm. I am like kind of part of this room in a way that like that me is kind of like just, it's not like I'm, it's not like it's suppressed or it's gone or something. It's just like diffused. (laughs) Um, You know what it is? I always, I never, so when I, when I go to a, when I go to like a show, like when, uh, before the show begins, I'll just stand in the back of the room for like, like as soon as I get to the club, I just mm-hmm. go stand in the room. I watch it fill feel, up, feel it up, feel and I vibe. and I'll yeah, and I'll watch. I watch where people sit. I watch yeah. how people do things. Not for you know. I think a lot of people see me and go, "Oh, he's scheming. He's playing." Yeah, no. I'm not. I, I go, "Okay, well, there's a group of people. Look how they're talking. Okay, they're not talking crazy. Okay, those people are drinking, but they're not drinking. I'm I'm getting a vibe. Okay, are they too much? Are they because if yeah. you if you can figure out who they are, mm-hmm. and then as a as a performer, start at them. Yeah. It's so much easier to control rather than trying to be underneath it and lift yeah. their energy or be above it and pull their right. energy up. You just kind of you're it soaking where it in is. it, right? Yeah. Like, and then you know you kind of look at it like they're the bread and you're the mm-hmm. butter, and mm-hmm. you just kind of, yeah. like you say, you you, you melt. You're the out. frosting in the room, and 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 you're all part of the same experience. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. And then I, I sometimes like simultaneously feel this thing that's like, uh, I almost feel like it's it's all me. It's like none and it's all. Like, and it maybe depends on the audience, but sometimes I feel like this is like as me as I've ever been. Sure. And then sometimes it's like, I'm not even here. Like I, I joke sometimes like I, I'm an introvert. Like I, I really like like being alone. And at the end of the wedding gig, if someone says to me like, you know, are you coming to the bar with us now? And I think like, oh my gosh, I've given you the impression that that's something I would like. <laughs> and then I think like, now that's I know so that. funny. <laughs> now that's I, a great way to say that because I get asked that. I'm like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, no, I need to go watch awful. Netflix and not speak yeah, I, for like a, at least a half a day. Listen, I'm only wearing jeans because I'm out of the house. Don't assume that I'm not going to put on sweats in 12 minutes when right. I get home. So right. no, that's exactly right. It's funny. There is that. There, There is... <laughs> That's funny, but a hundred percent. I think that there's, there are moments and I, and I, I think what it is, at least for me is there's moments I'm on stage where like, I realize that they're having a great time and I want their great time to keep going. So my performance and my presence is in service of their great time. Mm -hmm. So it's not about me. Mm. And it, and it never is. I, I should say that you can't, and, and anybody who's listening, young kids, you cannot have an ego and be good at anything. Mm. You you can't because ego means you think you know it all and you're as good as you're going to get. I know nothing. Yeah. I say that all the time. As when, when it comes to comedy, every person I talk to, every time I work with somebody new, every time I'm on stage, I learn something about myself. I learn something about my craft. I learn something I didn't know. Um, do that. But there are moments on stage where I do find myself enjoying the process where I'm yeah. like, 
I, and I always have fun, but there are moments where I'm genuinely like, all right, this is, this is why I do this. Yeah. And those are the moments when I'm me, where yeah. you kind of go, and the other times you melt and you, there's, there's right. just your part of it. And then there's other times when you're just like this, I, yeah, I totally. love this. Well, this you, is why I do this. I t- totally agree. Yeah. It's weird. It's both. It's, yeah. and, it, and it's not always both. Sometimes it's both at the same time. Sometimes it's like one or the other, but yeah, I mean, it's, and then I just think like, you know, this whole, like, who's my persona and who am I? It's just like, ah, it's all just, it's just a big it's, messy thing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I suppose there are people who legitimately have an onstage persona, I guess. Yeah. Right. Like, well, there must be Lady Gaga, I think yeah. goes out and plays, but at the same time, like all of that comes from who she is as a person. Yeah. Right. So like, um, well, okay. I would say maybe ghost. That's one of my favorite bands. And he literally wears people who wear masks or yeah. wear things and they play characters. And the whole thing is literally in service yeah. of the, of the experience of the music. But, um, I, I bet even still, that's like, it's something, It's probably still who you feel like you need to, who you are yeah. ultimately without yeah. being that. Yeah. I don't know. To me, I, I just find it so fascinating that, um, that, Cause, cause you're right. Like people want to hang out with Marcus. Mm. People totally, people want to smoke with Marcus. People want to hang out with Marcus. But it's so fun hanging out with you all the time. And I'm like, eh, it's pretty boring. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's, well, I mean, you're, but, they like to think that you're going to entertain them the whole time yeah. that you're hanging out. And you're like, no, when I'm hanging out, like that's, I'm not. And the worst part, and the funny thing is, is then it's then you, you see, or like I'll post a picture or I'll post an experience where I'm literally like this last weekend, I was up at this, uh, um, conference, uh, in Breckenridge and I was just sitting at a table with like all of these people. And it was like, you know, or you're sitting around with a bunch of comics or something and you post a picture and people go, Oh my God, but that was so fun. And you're like, yeah. well it was, but it was because we weren't working. Yeah. Right. Like you want to be there because yeah. you think it's going to be five comics right. doing bits. Yeah. And for us, it's five comics with nobody around just yeah. literally bullshitting yeah. and having fun yeah. within the craft. Totally. And that's what I, that's what I love. I love being around people that, you know, we all kind of do the same thing and we can all just, you know, rib each other or, or somebody says something and it's funny and that you can tell they're not trying. It's just, it's just the mm-hmm. natural talent of somebody oozing out of them. Yeah. And, and those moments are special because like yeah. those, like you say, are the ones where they're genuinely them. And it's so fascinating to watch and, and really cool to be part of and be privy to. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I love it. I well, I feel like, I, okay. So here's another, here's a question. Sure. Do you think there's, there's some difference between like the creatives or the children who keep doing the thing and children who stop or people who are like, eh, do you, what are your, what are your, what are your like philosophies about like support systems? You know, what is talent? I think it's, I think that talent is talent is gift practiced. Yeah. It's what I think it is. So too. I, I always had an ability to make my voice do things. I've mm-hmm. always, I've been able to sing or do these things, but it was time that yeah. taught me how to do 400 voices. It was time that taught me how to not only do that, but then access them and, and make them funny and write in a way and then think in a way that you can do these yeah. things. 
And the only reason I was ever really able to do that is because I, I mean, honestly, I've had an amazing support system, not just yeah. within my family and within my loved ones, but within the community of the, of the creatives that I chose to be yeah. around. I can say 100% that if it were not for Keith Stubbs, the owner of Wise Guys, I would be mm. nowhere. That man not only was the first person, because see, I, like I was saying, you know, I worked in a radio station and every week comics would come in. And they would they would promote their shows, and yeah. I would do little bits. I would do characters, and it wasn't until one of them talked me into going down to Wise Guys because again, I thought nobody looks like me in comedy. Nobody's yeah. gonna want to see this. Nobody's gonna want to hear the dude with the tattoos do silly voices. I said that, mm. and I went down. I met Keith Stubbs. He said, "Oh, you're the guy from the radio station. Do something yeah. for me." Yeah. And I did a couple minutes, and he said, "That's funny. Come back Sunday. I'll give you three minutes." Wow. And I said, "Okay." And I came back Sunday, and I did my bit, and people laughed, and I got off stage, and I was just like buzzing yeah. and he went that's good come back come thing. back come back next come back on thursday and i'll give you another three and i came back thursday and he gave me that three on friday and i did the weekend and then at that point yeah. i was in wise guys every day it was open and yeah. they would push me and say you can come back tomorrow night and do five but you have mm. to do a different five mm. or you know they were you know the first time i thought i was able to headline they gave me a sunday and they gave me sundays when i wanted to practice the music show and they you know, let me try yeah. new things and they let me do things on off nights. And Keith has been my biggest supporter and, and, and promoter. And he's, he's an amazing person because he does this for not only me, but for countless yeah. comics, he gives he comics, local comics, get up on stage. Hey, there's an open mic at a comedy club, an A comedy club, yeah. where guess what? Last weekend, somebody famous, somebody who's who you wish you were gonna be in 20 years yeah. was on that stage using that mic, and now you get to use it. Yeah. You get to share that. You get to practice where I think giants that's play. So important to let young young artists and I mean, I guess I just mean young inter- in their careers, yeah. right? Um, experiment and like just figure out who they are. You've got to have a place to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. Like you, you need some kind of a support system. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I've been asking kind of everyone this question and some people say that some people say like, you know, I was a lonely kid and I needed like, you know, I just needed an outlet or I needed like a, a new community or I, I just, I want, you know, I feel like we all have, we all have different kind of stories, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm curious about this because I, I agree with you. I mean, I work with a lot of kids and I see children being like sparkly and they're all creative. Um, and sometimes I'm really surprised as a teacher about which ones keep yeah. keep that thing. I can't I don't have a, a pattern. I Yeah. You know, my parents, I can say this uh, full well. They've always, you know, kind of allowed my my. Uh, they always kind of saw that, that I had drive within something creative. So when I was in my band, I mean, I wasn't making a lot of money, but I threw everything I had into that band. I wrote and I sang, I performed my, my heart out when, uh, you know, for comedy. I mean, there were years when, when I just, I had to hustle and I had to go and I had to, Hey, can I borrow money to go do this competition? I need to live on, you know, for a month up there. And, you know, I mean, there's, they've always supported me through every ridiculous idea I've had. And, to me, like, you know, that's, that's, that's important. Yeah. I, I think to myself, if I, you know, if, if me and my wife ever have kids, you know, it, it'll be a fascinating to watch what they gravitate towards. Yeah. And I think that a lot of parents, but also at the same time, I think that there is, you know, I think that there, there has to be something where we're realistic. You know, I've, I've yeah. never gotten so far away from the ground that I was like, look, I, 
you know, I, I found ways to make money. When comedy started slowing yeah. down, I said, okay, well, what can I do to reinvent myself? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, now that I'm in the corporate world, okay, is there other ways? People only have uh, events a couple times a year. How can, how, how do you get to the money the rest of the year? Yeah. Right? How do you do this? I mean, you're constantly yeah. thinking. Yeah. You're constantly, it's just that as you move up, one time, when you're in your 20s, you're thinking, okay, I need $200 to pay, pay my part of the rent. Yeah. When you're in your 40s, you go, okay, now I, that that number has exponentially gr yeah. is greater. The amount of money I'm making is greater, but the amount that I'm putting out is greater. Right. My longevity. Now I'm thinking, okay, well, guess what? I'm not going to be the cute, handsome, you know, singing guy for, in you know, there nobody's going to see this when I'm 65. Who cares? What am I yeah. going to do when I'm 65? Mm -hmm. There's not a retirement plan. I don't, there's, yeah. I haven't been putting into a 401k in comedy. At some point, the charm of you wears off. At some point, you... Things ha so so you start seeing that because now I can see sixty so I'm going okay well you know I'm forty two sixty is only eighteen years away that's not far um, what about this what about that so yeah. you start thinking in that way yeah and so just being scrappy and that's and that's yeah. really what it comes down to but it's yeah. all still within the vein of my creativity yeah right it's still within the, my skill set and yeah. that's what it is is that you are blessed with something, right? Like some people have athletic ability mm. that blow boggles my mind. They can do 18 backflips. My spine would, would melt. Yeah. I, sometimes I like look at a staircase and I'm like, Oh no, I don't, why I I, don't know, man. Yeah. I'll <laughs> sit here until, <laughs> until the upstairs comes to me. Uh -huh. Um, you know, there, there's people who can do all sorts of things. I, I've never been able to draw people mm. who can draw fascinate me. Somebody who can just sit there and, you know, artists who can go, I'm, I can see this and I can just, I, this is my medium. And you go, what, what, how are you doing that? Yeah. Like that. But people hear me change my voice into 20 different things and they go, yeah. what are you, what? And I go, mm. oh, it's just, it's just a thing I yeah. do. Yeah. Right. But that's, that's really what it comes down to is that if you have something you're blessed with, build your skill set. Mm. build your skill set in a realistic way though. You know, I built my skill set around every job I ever had. If I could do, guess what? If I could make somebody laugh in a sales pitch, I was more likely to sell yeah, it. Right. If I could do voices on the phone when I was doing marketing, I was more likely to get somebody to listen mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. I always took time, no matter where I was, no matter what I was doing. When I waited tables, I would joke with my customers. When I was in my band, not making money, I was still being funny on stage. All the stuff that I've ever done. I went to a radio station and let the, they just begged them to let me hang out so I could do voices. Yeah. I always, always, always tried to do something that was building my skill set while I was realistically su yeah. sustaining my life right. until my skill set became the thing that could sustain my life. Right. Um, and I think there's just so many people who they, they just think, well, I can't, I can't bring creativity to what I do. Right. I, I'm just a computer programmer. No, man, there is literally creativity in everything. Yeah. Right. There is, and there is a way to monetize creativity yeah. in everything. Right. Yeah. And so, Nobody has an excuse. Yeah. Nobody has an excuse in today's world where, where like we said, a 13 year old can make a hundred thousand dollars a year playing mm -hmm. video games mm -hmm. while people watch. Mm -hmm. You don't have an excuse. Right. Yeah. There's you plenty don't. of options and plenty of room. Right. You seem like really uh, fearless and like all the stories you've told seem kind of like, like you're, you're just like, you know, blazing ahead. Um, do are you like, do you get scared about things as it pertains to your, your work and your craft? No. Well, you know, I, and again, I think that that's within your skill set, right? Like I, in my life have never been afraid to grab a mic and get up in front of a group yeah. of people. Go sing. Great. I'll yeah. walk down a hallway in an airport singing. Cause I don't care. Like, I mean, yeah. not in an obnoxious way, but like I've, I just don't, 
it to me like it's just not been something I've ever been scared of. It's like that old Seinfeld bit where he goes, you know, um, you know, mo- more people are afraid of public speaking than afraid of death, which means if yeah. some people were at a funeral, they'd rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy, <laughs> right? Like that's a ridiculous yeah. thing, but it's true. Yeah. People yeah. are terrified to public yeah. speak. To me, it's nothing. Yeah. I feel but the same way as you. It's I like have, just, I have yeah. fears. I don't want to be up high. There's, mm-hmm. I have all sorts of fears. Um, your fears but, are not in, but my fears not, are not like, they're not I, intersecting with your work. Right. Right. And that's, that's one thing is like people who go, Oh, I want to be a singer, but I'm terrified to get on stage. Look, you got to get it. That's your fear. Can't contradict your talent. Yeah. Right. Like, Oh man, I'm super good at swimming, but I'm afraid of water. That doesn't, that's not how that works. Yeah. Or, you know, I think sometimes we just, maybe there's something that like your experience, I, I think sometimes there's something that I'm experiencing that maybe someone else would call fear that I just feel like, well, of course I feel like some trepidation about this. I've never done it, you know, and I don't see it as like, oh, this is something I'm scared of. It's just like, sure, this is just something I haven't practiced. Yeah. I mean that, I guess, you know, <laughs> but that's more of like a, a perfectionism kind of a, a type of a fear. Yeah. To me, exactly. There's an anxiety about wanting things to be perfect. I get nervous yeah. every time, like uh, to, to, for for people, for me to say that I'm not, I'm not, like scared and nervous are two different things. Every time sure. I always have little butterflies all the yeah. time. And they're always, I'm walking up to that stage and I'm, all right, here we go. But yeah. once I grab that mic, I'm at home. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the things I get nervous about are like, are we going to, you know, are yeah. the tickets going to sell? Yeah. Uh, is there sure. going to be somebody who's, who's an asshole? Yeah. Like, are we going to have somebody like that? I, th- those are the things I worry about. But like, honestly, once I'm on stage, I don't think about any of that stuff. I think a lot of uh, performers, you know, have that kind of a thing where they're like, you know, am I lovable? Like, do I deserve like to, you know, do this or that, which I think sometimes as children is like how we get into performing. Um, any, like any of those kinds of like, or are you, are you like, are you whole? (laughs) (laughs) Are you broken? No, no. I, I mean, look, I think that, I mean, Yes, I've had those times when you kind of go, I, okay, so I thought I was funny. Is an audience going to think I'm funny? Okay, an audience thought I was funny. Great. Well, now I've been in Utah for two and a half years, and I have to go and compete in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Are people in Washington going to think I'm funny, or am I only funny in Utah? Yeah. Oh, I go up there. Okay, so people in Washington. Then I got on Last Comic, and I remember thinking, like, am I going to be funny everywhere? Yeah. Am I going to be funny? Am I funny in Chicago? Yeah. Am I funny in L.A.? Am I funny in New York? Mm. And then you kind of get to a point where you kind of go, yeah, funny is funny because human is human. Yeah. So it's more about, like, I think sometimes we limit ourselves because we haven't experienced it yet. Mm. You know, and we go. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, like, there's, I mean, somebody might call that fear, but it's also just, like, but do you accept that limitation? No. And yeah, clearly and that's, don't. And that's when yeah. you start going like, like, okay, you know, I could perform in a hundred people, but a thousand yeah. never. Yeah. That's so many. Yeah. Or 2000 or 5,000. I mean, I think our biggest audience was 8,500 yeah. one time. And it's like she, last weekend, my wife just went out uh, at the Royal Rumble with uh, with a wrestler. She got to go down in, in front of 48,000. I don't, I mean, wow. when you start like yeah. compounding numbers, but that's the thing is like the difference between a thousand people and 8,000 people was nothing. Oh, I, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, I think it's harder to go from like 
10 people. 12. Yeah. 12 is scary. Yeah, yeah. You exactly yeah. a thousand. Anybody can kill in front of a thousand yeah. people. Cause if half the room is laughing, it's still 500 people. Oh, totally. And it sounds like well, it. I have students that will be like, I'm scared to sing in front of my mom. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's and? one person. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. 12, 12 people is scary. Like yeah. if you have, I've done shows where like, you know, you, you know, you go and it's, I remember there was a college where I went to, it was the University of Houston. I flew there. They didn't advertise for the show. It was a mm. college show. It wasn't like they were selling tickets. They just didn't tell anybody. And they had 12 kids show up in a room that was set up for 1600. Yeah. 12. And, and it's like, like those shows, right. those shows, I brought them up on stage and made them sit around yeah, me. It's a whole different thing. And then it's, it's like, it's human in like a real different in way. In a different way. Yeah. But I'd be more scared of that than yeah. I would be to, sure. to do it in front of, of 10,000 yeah. even, or, or cause those numbers don't matter. And so like, once you kind of get to, I guess it's almost like that level of success where you go, like if you're making this amount of money, going to this amount, isn't that big of a jump. Yeah. Um, but that's the same thing with people. Once you kind of get over a certain amount, it, it, it doesn't matter how many right. are there. Well, and I think you um, in terms of like, you know, those, those kind of perceived limitations and whatever, the more times you like kind of step off that ledge, the more you kind of realize the ledge is just, you know, you kind of just, you get, you're practicing yeah. doing something that's harder and whatever. Um, okay. Just, I just have like two more questions. Sure. Do you have, so, you know, I, this podcast, I think I I don't want to put too many limitations on it. I kind of want it to be whatever it is. Um, but, but in a lot of ways, I think I'm interested on, I'm interested about what's the difference between, um, what, what other people see and what you see, you know, what's the kind of like inside outside of, you know, our creative professions in terms of how much money does it look like you're making? How are you making money? Cause we know those aren't the same things. You know, people are thinking that last comic standing is big money and you're like, no, it's these corporate gigs that are not at all like sexy. Um, <laughs> they aren't sexy. Uh, you know, I mean, I know it too. I'm the same way. I've got yeah. like my original music that I feel like, you know, a way about, and then I play weddings and the weddings are where like I make a, a good chunk yeah. of change. Um, and then, you know, who are you and who are you on stage? Uh, what is, you know, talent and what is skill? Just all of these kind of like, does this make sense? Like, yeah, go through them one at a time. So is there anything else that you want? Oh wait, you're asking me to say those things again. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll rattle them off as you go. Oh, I think I, I think we already probably talked about a lot of it. So I think what I'm wondering is, is there anything left? Like, is there anything anything else that you want to say about, you know, what, cause you know, the podcast is called artifice. Okay. Cause it's like, you know, what's, what do we see versus like, what do you see? Is there anything else that you want to say about, you know, demystifying anything? <laughs> it, the, the, the best, I, I think it's fascinating how like the people that we, we look at and we exemplify as artists, right? Um, we always make them seem larger than life when their skill and their talent is truly capturing and being in touch with humanity, Mm. which is not pretty and it's not always perfect and it's flawed and it's hard and it's, it's effort and it's, you know, it's like anything, right? The, the, the Instagram picture isn't the vacation. Um, the wedding picture isn't the relationship. The, the note isn't the song. 
um, the tear isn't the movie. It's the ultimate, like, like you have to live it. You have yeah. to be human, which makes us all the same. Like, yeah. like that's, that's what's so funny is that, that <laughs> I've had people use, use the word famous to describe me because I've been on TV and I get to do comedy as a, as a job. I in no way am famous. I in no way consider myself to be famous in any way, shape, or form. There are people who are genuinely famous. I am not. But it's funny how the perception of being on stage Mm -hmm. makes people think you're famous. Mm -hmm. The idea that people are flying us around, people that are hiring us to do gigs, makes us these kind of jet-setting whatevers. Now, that's work, man. That's me hustling. That's me talking to every single person, every gig I do, going, do you do events too? Oh, right on. When's your next event? Right on. We're open that. You know, I mean, it's constantly hustling. We, we're our own agents. Yeah. We book ourselves. We take care of this ourselves. We are, we are the ones that are, that are doing this. We are the ones that are arranging our travel. We are the ones that are, that are, are you know, flying uh, overnight, um, you know, a six-hour flight to go somewhere, do a show just to wake up mm-hmm. and the next morning and fly home. Yeah. You know, oh, I wish I could go all these places. And, you know, I can't complain. Um, but the, 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 what people see and what it really is, is two different things. Um, me and guy did a bunch of cruises last year Mm. and they were the worst people go, how could it be the worst? Well, it was because to you, you're seeing me on a boat and it's amazing. And I can't complain again. I was getting paid to go see the world. However, we were, we were only getting paid for a fraction of the days we were gone. We weren't, um, there are limitations when you're a performer. You stay down below with the crew. Yeah. You you can't do certain things on the boat. There's no this. There's no that. Again, yeah. I don't want to complain, but it's not. Yeah, it's, but it's not. A, you're not on totally. vacation. Have, are you familiar with Liz Gilbert? She's um, an author. She wrote like Eat, Pray, Love. Uh, but she wrote this book called Big Magic that talks about like creative professions. Yeah. And uh, she says like every profession has a shit sandwich. Yeah. You just have to decide like which one you want. Mine is travel. Mine yeah. is airports and, I and planes. Also, I was, Andrew and I were just talking about this mor- that this morning. Like, I, I also hate living out of a suitcase. Hello. I hate airports. I hate I do a planes. lot of driving. Like, I, I, was, I was in Boise Thursday night. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's, I mean, you, you drive there. You do a show. Drive right back. Drive right back. Yeah. You know, we, there, was a t- there was a time last year where me and Guy left Salt Lake at 11 o'clock at night. Got to Florida at about 6 a.m., um, had a layover, got to the Bahamas around noon. So we flew from Florida to the Bahamas, hopped in a cab ride, took two hours to get across the island, mm. got on the boat. About after an hour and a half of processing, we got on the boat, got in our rooms. It was just about four, had a sound check at five, had a show at seven, had a show at nine. Then we're back off the boat at the next stop the next morning in Grand Cayman at 8 a.m., back onto a plane and we're home that night by 10 o'clock. So we were gone to Jamaica, two shows and back in Salt yeah. Lake in 46 hours. Oh my gosh. That yeah. was, it was four planes, uh, a, a cruise ship. Yeah. I mean, two shows in 46 hours. And it's like, yeah, I got to see Jamaica for yeah. the cab ride and right. it was cool to travel the world yeah. and it's, it's fine. And I could be making money the other way, people think. but it's really not, yeah. you know, you, and, yeah. and when you're there, you're in the, in the zone and you have to be able to do your thing. And like, yeah. I'm constantly traveling. I can't get sick. Like I have to live yeah. my life, totally. in a, you know, cause you know, as a singer, I, yeah. I, I get one little sniffle. This, if this nostril closes no, up, I can't I, do my job. Yeah. I mean, it, I have to be totally high maintenance. Like during the fall, I'm like looking at the Zyrtec app every day and I'm like pollen counts over four 
I'm not going hiking. Yeah, I don't. It's I nice I, outside, I wear masks. I, I, I wash my hands like <laughs> yeah. a lunatic. I yeah. I'm. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's it. You you do certain things, but it's all in in effort to do yeah. your job better. Well, and I think. I think people love the idea that your job is just that thing. I, I mean, people, people Hour on it. stage. Yeah. That's my job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, that's that Cinderella story. I think people need, to, they like, it kind of ruins it for them if they have to think about like how much gas station food you've eaten this week. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're no longer like, like I'm up here and I'm in sequence, but like all I've had is like, you know, sun chips. Yeah. For like three days. Yeah, we just we changed in a bathroom on the way here because oh, we weren't yeah. going to be able to get to the hotel. Well, I in change time. in my car, gas station, bathroom. Yeah, like there's nothing. It's not. There's no glamour in it. And even when you're out there, you know, like people, you know, there's a there are. I mean, there's there's certain levels where you're like everything's pampered and sure yeah. and this, but it's still. Guess what? At, when you're to that point, you have put in a lot of work yeah. and you're still busting your ump doing yeah. it. You know, everybody who's ever been on tour knows how exhausting one here next night yeah. next new new town next night new town do a mm-hmm. show next night yeah. new ta- i mean it's it sounds like a party but it's not like you can't yeah. you got to go to bed so you can perform you have to i yeah. mean it's are just, you dehydrated yeah drink water you can't drink i mean and you see the people that that that, that don't do it guess what they burn out they burn out yeah. there there's very few people that just maintain a life of yeah. debauchery yeah uh yeah. It just, it can't happen. You, yeah. you, you have to at some point go, well, I got to buckle down and focus yeah. on doing my job Yeah, or else I don't get to do my job well, anymore. And, it, and that's yeah. the scariest thing. You know what? Right. That's what I'm scared of. Yeah. I'm scared more than anything of someday somebody going, okay, that was it. Thanks. Yeah. Go get a job at, uh, Convergis. Yeah. Go answer phones. Yeah. That's cause you, cause you didn't have a, you know, you haven't done, Oh, you haven't been in the workforce for 20 yeah. years. Oh, well we can get, you know, you can work fries. I think about this all the time. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think that fear, that's the fear that keeps you moving. Yeah. I mean, that's the one that that's you need that lights fear. the fire. Yeah, that's the fear. Yeah. Okay, one last question. Sure. What's your dream collaboration or like your dream project? It can be mixed medium. It can involve people who are no longer alive. <laughs> what's your What's your dream? Oh, your dream thing? I w- <sighs> to me, I mean, I would have loved to, um, gosh, I mean... Oh, there's, there's, a, there's obviously there's people that have passed that I would have loved to have performed with people's voices that I do that I would love to have sang with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are always, uh, other comics that I'd love to just sit and, you know, I think it'd be, it'd be amazing to just take, you know, five of my favorite comics and just spend an afternoon having yeah. lunch and hanging out, you know, yeah. and just things like that. And I do get an opportunity, you know, there are people that come to town and I get to go spend a weekend hanging out with my buddies and we will go and shop and have food and, and, and really just kind of get to be those, you know, just get to be dudes, um, hanging out, uh, which I, I love, um, that to me is, is awesome. But I don't know, I, as far as, I mean, there's people that I would have loved to have talked to. Yeah. Groucho Marx, I would have loved mm. to have spoken to him or like certain comics I wish I would have seen perform or, or last longer. Um, but I don't know. For me, I, mean, I don't know. I would love to do what I'm doing on a larger scale. I think that would be something. I think if Guy and I were able to get to a position where we could create a, a real show around this with a full band, 
where Guy and I mm. are the the focus, yeah. but we have a full band and we could have moments and and like a Vegas. T- I, I can see that in yeah. my head yeah. at some point, but uh, but right now I just I I'm very fortunate. I mean I don't know. Yeah. I just I, I just want to keep doing this dream. Yeah, you know this is this is it. I I I'm very fortunate. I get to do what I love, and and people still want me to do it. So, uh, yeah. All right, where can we find you on the Instagram and things? <laughs> All of my personal stuff is just under Comedian Marcus. So okay. uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, it's just Comedian Marcus, one word. Or you can go to MarcusAndGuy.com, okay. which is our website, which also has links to all of our websites, all of our podcasts, all of our extracurricular activities and things like that, YouTube awesome. channels. All right, well, thanks so much for being right here. Right on, that was, it was great to talk to you. Yeah, this is super cool. Good. Thanks I'm, for having me. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you made it. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our music is by Jerem Hansen and artwork by Savannah Kiniston. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, please send me a note through my website, emvocals.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.